I was thinking for the uh, intro, we'll just do uh, Mastered MMA. Mastered <laughs> MMA. Mastered MMA. Mastered MMA. Yeah. And that'll be it. You should have just done that. <laughs> if I wanted. Welcome everyone to another episode of Mustard MMA. My name's Joe, I'm joined by Matt as always. We're going to talk about all things MMA. We had a big UFC card at the weekend, first of all. How you doing Matt? It's a, it's a big week for you, you've been going through, we haven't spoken about it actually, you've been going through rehab after your second hip operation, I think. You've been staying at your parents recuperating, you're going home on Saturday, how's it all been going? Hello Joe. Hello. First off, thank you for, uh, hello, how are you? Good, Can you hear me alright? I'm quite conscious my uh, my microphone was absolutely awful last week, so I'm doing my best to have my mouth towards the laptop. <laughs> so you can you can envisage that. Yeah, it looks good. Um, as you say, uh, I'm actually my third hip operation. Third. So, uh, I've got some gammy hips going on. Uh, it's not good, mate. But uh, I'm about four weeks in. So basically, what it is, they stretch your leg far out. They put you on some kind of contraction. Uh, much like the end of Bra- yeah, like a torture <laughs> rack, like the end of Braveheart. Yeah. They do it with your leg, create that little bit of space uh, in between your hip and your leg, and they shave it down, clear all the shit out, and sort of let it wind back up again. So the recovery is basically just uh, recovering from that torture rack. Uh, my mum <laughs> doing my squats and doing my bridges. Uh, I'm off the crutches. I'm a little bit more mobile. Parents have been great looking after me and. Uh, yeah, heading home on Saturday. Lovely. Plowing through at work, though, working from home like a trooper, though. You'll be pleased to know. So Good, good. And, and, we, and we started the pod, so nothing's going to stop me. Exactly. You're on a roll. New hips, new man. <laughs> exactly. Third new hip, new man. As your, <laughs> um, as your uh, little workout regime, uh, regime going? Yeah, good. It is going good. I'm uh, still getting into it. I've even started sort of being a PT, if I can put it that way, for my mum. She's oh, yeah. she's probably been asking me to do it for like years when I think about it. Just saying, come on, just come down, come down the end. We'll do a little workout. So I finally, I finally, <laughs> finally thought I'd treat her, treat her. So I'm actually doing it. It's good fun though, actually. She's doing well. It's uh, it's good effort. The whole family's a bit in, on a bit of a fitness vibe at the moment. So and how's it going? Like, how how are you finding sort of leading the way, uh, passing on your your knowledge, your experience. <laughs> How's it going for you? As, My as extensive knowledge. No, it's good actually. I do enjoy it. I think uh, I can definitely see why people you would enjoy doing it. It's, you see the uh, we're doing been doing it for a couple of weeks now. So we've started off doing a certain amount of reps, and you can tell that she's struggling. And then a few weeks later, you're doing more reps, and you're str- you're kind of struggling there instead. So it's good to see the progression, see people put the effort in, and uh, obviously it feels good when you're done, doesn't it? Once you've put that effort in and pushed through, so. I'm enjoying it, but I don't know if I'm ready so, to go full time yet. The Josephs are uh, looking lean and mean at the minute. There, <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving the. I'm loving the new vibe, new hips for me. You're getting on, getting tonk, getting on the steak, getting on the chicken, getting on the six pack, and we're we're rolling with mustard MMA episode two. Episode two. So, all looking up. Yeah, hopefully it's going to be a good one this week. And we had a good card at, like I say, good card, at, great card. Well. Great couple of fights at the weekend, and we've got something to get our teeth sunk into, luckily. I think we can only start one place, main event, Israel Adesanya, 
beat Paolo Costa. Everyone was... I think most people are a bit 50-50 on this. Obviously, there's always someone who calls it calls it correctly, but I don't think most people saw it going that way. I mean, it was an absolute masterclass from Israel, and he just completely demolished Costa. He didn't even get a look in, really, and a lot of people were saying, well, Costa, he didn't... You know, he didn't. He didn't move forward. He, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't aggressive. He wasn't as aggressive as he usually is. I think Michael Bisbee made a made a good point because uh, you could say that about a few of a few of Israel's opponents. You could say, well, Whitaker sort of did charge in. That was kind of bad tactics, perhaps. And then Romero. These were kind of at uh, Silva. These were kind of slow fights. But once it once it happens a few times, it can't just be that everyone's turning up and having bad performances against him. It's, it's got to be something that Israel's doing right, and I think it was uh, a, a terrific, terrific performance. And I'm not sure I'm not sure if I can see anyone anyone beating him soon, to be honest. No, you actually nailed it on the head. It's just he, he is Anderson Silva 2.0. It's it's not a coincidence that these so-called well, not so-called they are world-class performers turning up and putting in so-called so-so performances and not turning up. It happened with Anderson Silva. I remember before. Boris Griffin for him, he said he's got a habit of making world-class performers look bad. He did it to Dan Henderson, Boris Griffin, Stefan Bonner, Charles Sonnen, Akami, whoever. Name whoever you want. And Adesanya's got a similar catalogue of wins now. Whitaker, Silver himself. He made Costa the most, one of the most feared strikers in the division. Not even, what, land a jab? couple of jabs yeah, barely clanking around yeah it, he just had that aura about him to make people freeze even at the highest level uh, I personally can't see anyone beating him what do you think about Post, uh, Costa quickly because obviously he was in there he was he was uh, they was doing a bit of uh, a bit of ch- a bit of chatting weren't they chatting a bit of shit to each other uh, sort of falling around Costa was doing he was kind of trying to invite him on and give it a big one you could say I suppose what do you reckon do you, do you... Is it just Israel? Is he that good? Because he was he was giving it the big one. He was trying to pull him on, but he wasn't really doing it. Was it was it just too frustrating for him? Uh, I think it's a little bit of frustration. I think I think it was probably part of the plan as well, though, to make him Adesanya angry and a bit more wild and let him charge in a little bit. But yeah, unfortunately, Costa Adesanya's just too long in the tooth in striking, and while he was clowning around, Adesanya was just chopping his legs at <laughs> will yeah. and just just slowing him down and, and before you knew it the fight was over I don't, don't think he laid a glove on him really I yeah, reckon I, I reckon a couple of those leg kicks game plan, and it was probably think... done didn't you sorry mate I reckon a, cu- a couple of those leg kicks and that was that was pretty much almost over from there they, they did look very nasty and he's got years and years of experience hasn't he Adesanya of, of kickboxing and stuff like that so I reckon within yeah two three four leg kicks I reckon he was probably done from there I reckon he knew he was in trouble yeah, uh, it was a beautiful left hook that just sort of almost looked like it hit air, but he obviously caught him on the temple. He yeah, went I mean, he down. He just raised him, didn't he? He was like Ngannou. Yeah. yeah. But that was it, man. It was just timing, wasn't it? That's all yeah. it is. Uh, timing over power. And then, um, mate, he just went down and then and went in. Which <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was a almost little bit literally. disrespectful. I yeah. don't think Costa realised until a bit later. Uh, what you make of that one? First time you've seen that, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, is it? It's uh, it's a little bit tasteless, I think, if I'm being honest. Obviously, it's difficult to say because they've just been in a fight with each other where they're looking to sort of not beat them to death, but get them there as close to that as they can. So a little, a little bit of taunting afterwards is 
small fry really when you think about it compared to that but it's not ideal I don't think it's uh I don't think it's really one you can put on like highlights and stuff like if the UFC <laughs> were doing a little promo could they show <laughs> are they going to include that as a highlight really possibly they might do but yeah I mean uh, what are you going to do he just beat him up didn't he it's not ideal but he's, he's he can do what he wants and it's it's one of those ones where uh, Costa can complain about it but you're going to have to go and fight him again if you want to do anything so yeah it's a, it's a tricky situation for Costa I think yeah, it's easy, easy to criticise, isn't it? Been the heat of the moment, all the shit that's been talk, uh, spoken, and then Costa clowning yeah. throughout the first one and a half rounds. It was just the heat of the moment, and that was just sort of putting the final nail in the coffin. Um, <laughs> closing the chapter of that particular fight. Uh, Adesanya already, as he always does, knows what's next. That's, that's what it makes him so great. He knows how to set up the next fight immediately, and he did that, calling out uh, Jared Cannonier, should he get past Whitaker? does lead me to believe that if Whitaker wins, it does sort of throw it up in the air a little bit, who would be next. So, obviously, Cannonier, if he does win, he gets the shot. Where do you think it goes after that? Or if Whitaker gets the win? I think that's. I think that'd be fair, to be honest, If for Whitaker to get a, a, a rematch. He's, he was champ for quite a while. Obviously, it weren't a close fight, but if he, if he goes back beats, and he beats Cannonier, then but I, think, I think that'd be fair enough. I, I think Whitaker probably deserves it more than some of the others I don't think you could do the Costa really much soon I don't think you could probably throw Romero in there really so I think that would make sense uh, after that though after that then you are struggling a, li- a little bit and I think you're probably you're going to have to you're going to have one of those little tournaments really for the top six maybe Darren Till might move into uh, into that kind of frame within a couple of fights he always could always could do but I think yeah once if Cannonier wins fair enough he deserves it if Whitaker wins I think he deserves it but then like you just mentioned, I think it will be tricky then to separate the rest and might even be tricky for Adesanya to get up for him. Yeah, I, I just get this impression he wants to clean out the division. I think if Whitaker wins, I don't think Adesanya will be particularly enthused to take the fight again. It's a bit of a, well, what do I gain from this? I've already beat him, uh, particularly if it's behind closed doors still. I can get it if you can do a rematch in Australia or New Zealand um, or wherever. Um, I just think he wants to clean out the division. I think he may actually look elsewhere if Whitaker wins or ekes past Cannonier. If he blitzes Cannonier, perhaps it's a different story. But I, I can see him sort of um, lobbying for for a Till fight or a Hamanson fight if one of them wins, just purely for the I've cleaned out the division talk that he can sort of then move on up afterwards. Yeah, true. And I think Hamanson would be a, a, an interesting matchup as well with what he's capable of on the floor. And it, yeah, you're probably right. Adesanya is probably the type that wants to prove that he can beat them as well because he's beaten wrestlers, never been taken down really. Hamanson's got a shot. He's good on the feet as well, isn't he? But he's got he's got a shot on the ground if he can manage to get it there. So that's interesting. I think he's probably probably got a decent point there. Costa just he'll have to fight another one of these monsters, I suppose, won't he? To get to get another shot, probably go straight back in against Romero. And there's no there aren't there aren't any easy fights, even though it's tough to pick who's going to get the top shot there's no easy fights in that top six seven eight really well who beat who beats him in in any weight class so where, where do you see it coming from israel yeah yeah could, <laughs> could tilt past the decision is the only style i can see giving him trouble purely because they're both so good at the same thing and he might nick a points decision even then i, could, I, I struggle to see how adesanya really could lose that um, up at light heavyweight, the only thing I can see is like big, powerful. We'll get to him in a minute, like Blakovich and 
and Jones and people like that. But at middleweight, I just really can't see it. Can you see anyone? Not not at the moment, if I'm honest. No, not at middleweight. I think he might. I think he might tr- uh, struggle a little bit at light heavyweight. He's he's tall and he's a little bit skinny. Obviously, he's he's, he's been take, he's been taking the Mickey out of people for calling him skinny for a while, wasn't he? He's just knocked out Costa, but. I do think light heavyweight might be a little bit too far. I think John Jones might be a little bit too far, unless you get the timing right, unless you do it all Floyd May- Mayweather style and just get him, get John Jones right at the right time and make a big money sort of uh, before we send him off into retirement, I suppose. But yeah, I can't, I can't really see him anyone beating him at middleweight, if I'm honest, unless could Whitaker come back with a better game plan next time, perhaps. It's just looking very similar to the sort of back end of Silver's reign, struggling to find opponents for him, and it's sort of inevitable where you either he just retires as champion or or ultimately moves up. Like, but like as you say, he may struggle, uh, particularly against the newly crowned Polish power, Jan Blakovic. Joe, talk me through this one. Segways, I like it. Yeah, uh, I didn't call this one. I mean, um, I, I would mention I did sort of see a head kick for Israel to begin the start of the beginning of the end last week I did call that I'll get that in there you won't hear me mention too many of the ones I got wrong but I got that one right so I'll have that one but got this one completely wrong I thought Reyes would get it done I thought it'd be too big too quick but uh, I mean Yan he's got the Polish power and fair play to Yan I do like Yan and it's it's not like you couldn't see this coming is it great great performance I think it's um I think it's good for the division in a way that, that, that Yan, the elder statesman, gets the win first and then Reyes, the younger generation, gets a bit of time to come back and earn his shot again and then perhaps he gets a decent stretch once he's matured a little little bit more. But great victory for Yan. Good reaction in Poland as well. I don't know if you saw the video where he turned up at the airport back home. Looked like there was thousands of people there in the airport all chanting his name. So I, I was very impressed with him and I, I thought it was a good fight actually. I did see that, and it's lovely to see. Really, any any time an old older gentleman or lady gets the job done after years of toiling, a la Bisping and see Blackwich come out of nowhere. Let's be honest, and w- yeah. win the title so flawlessly because it was a flawless performance. Really, he didn't look like he uh, he laid a glove on him, Reyes. I'm sure he did, but when you compare it to the damage that Reyes was wearing, that welt on his on his midsection, like me, was. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was again. That was one. That was like one or two kicks in, and it, it was like it looked horrendous just straight away. He was just using it as target practice after a while, <laughs> yeah. and was landing every time. And not only that, the nose looked like it was broken. I don't know if it was, but um, yeah, it looked certainly a bit did dodgy. Like it. And the finish did the chicken dance, went down, and there's a new champion, another Superb. European champion. It's great to see quality. Superb. When you look at it though. Like in hindsight, he's eight and one in three years. One defeat to Santos, who pushed Jones as far as he could go with, on one leg. Uh, it's a phenomenal record. He's just gone under the radar, and it just shows you if you if you're a quiet, unassuming fighter, um, and no one takes notice of you, you can come out of nowhere and do something like this if the opportunity shows you. And I'm I'm well pleased for him. And like you say, it opens up the division. Uh, so many fights for him. I think you're probably going to see Tashira Santos win a fight here. Can you imagine Tashira if he wins that? It's probably the combined <laughs> eight here. That eight. Eight, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? But it, it, even on the other side, uh, like you just mentioned, if Santos wins and you've got a, a rematch, you've got a nice little story there for Jan. 
yeah, I, I think it's one of the most exciting divisions again. We've seen it before when champions sort of leave on top when Jules St. Pierre left well away. That was exciting for ages. Not as much so now with flyweight, but we can get onto that in a little bit. But that's starting to pick up a bit of steam since DJ and Cejudo left. So, yeah, I, I can see only good things for light heavyweight. So they're harking back to the old glory days when that was the marquee division. Just needs a couple of big names in there as well. Um, oh, exciting times. Um, quality to see Yang get a win. Absolutely. And you mentioned flyweights there. Cracking little fight of the weekend. Uh, Brendan Royval against Kai Cara France. I think they got the performance of the night, fight of the night, whatever they're calling that nowadays. So they got a nice little bonus. But an absolutely tremendous little sequence there. It was like rock'em, sock'em robots. Yeah, what was it? He, he, he loves his chin in the air, doesn't he, Royval? And he got clipped. <laughs> but um, retorted with a spinning back elbow, I think it was, which Carol Kara France, whatever his name was, I think I fucked that right <laughs> now, mate. Kind of bad, um, Went down and it was just non-stop. Looked like it was in fast forward. Excellent fight. A nice little... Because I've never really seen Roy Val fight. I think he's only had one fight before in the UFC. Uh, it's his second appearance. Coming at number nine after a win last time out. And I was really, really impressed. Come out second round and dominated after a very tight um, two in and fran in the first round. The second round just dominated and got a quality choke. I think he was, was he getting picked up for a slam or something and then just locked in the guillotine. Looked really, really impressive. I think I said to you before, he's my new favourite fighter. I, thought, <laughs> I was well impressed. Brilliant performance. And like in a division like that, you make a statement on a big card like this, Fight Island, how many people are watching this? I think there's a lot worldwide. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's all you need to just ignite a division. If he can get one more win, he will be fighting for the title. So, yeah, big congratulations to him. Really impressed. And then um, just one more mention. Unfortunately, Diego Sanchez didn't get the win. Decent performance by Jake Matthews. He, he's got... A, the, the commentators mentioned it, actually. He's been fighting in the UFC forever. He's still only about, what was he, 27 or something? And 17-4 uh, and four record. So, Jake Matthews... Good performance for him. Sanchez, is he going to keep going? Uh, well, he might do. <laughs> he might fight uh, Conor McGregor. It's Jake Matthews got that fight now. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, fair's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He took what uh, was Sanchez. It was in the palm of his hand. He took it. Look, I love Sanchez, but uh, he's, how old is he now? 40? I don't think he'll ever stop. It's just whether or not the <laughs> USC is going to let him continue. That's, yeah. that's all the question is. You're not going to stop him. Do you manage who he fights under your banner because you know he's going to fight elsewhere anyway to protect him that way or do you just sort of cut ties so it's not your responsibility but then he goes and fights bare knuckle against like Vitor mm. Belfort or something so yeah I think it's a very tricky situation for Dana White I think it's happened it's obviously with Cowboy as well I think a week or two ago tricky very tricky I don't know how I would handle it but there's only so many times you can lose in a row in the UFC, in it. No matter how much of a company man you are. Yeah, I mean, chuck him in with McGregor next, eh? I reckon that'd be fun. I mean, I think it's a fifty-fifty fight. <laughs> That's it. Man, isn't it? What's uh, that about? Well, McGregor's been on a bit of a rampage. We won't go into all the gory details, but he's he's calling out everyone left, right, and centre. So he was he wanted to have that fight against against Sanchez in the UFC. He's also wanting. And he's apparently going to fight Manny Pacquiao in boxing. And then he also wants to have a charity MMA fight with Dustin Poirier outside of the UFC. So he's got a lot going on at the moment. He's going to be a busy lad. He is. He is. I hope he's he's training. He he might have to secure your services as a PT to keep (laughs) on top of this. 
I can give him rehab uh, yeah. exercises if he wants. Bridging, bridging's good. Build up your uh, um, your glute bridges or whatever you call them the other day. Yeah, my glute bridges, uh, my my split squats. So McGregor, if you're listening, at the mustard MMA, get in touch. <laughs> sort you out, boy. So yeah, which, which of these is actually legit? I mean, you've got him releasing Dana's text on on yeah. social media and stuff. Dana breaking the man code. No. Breaking that man code. Yeah. Not not happy at all. <laughs> it's just a lot too much to unpack, and it's a lot of it is it's tricky to decipher what's actually yeah. happened and what's okay. going to actually happen in the future and what's right and what, what's true and what's false and things like that. You've got Gaethje piping it up saying, I wanted to fight you, and McGregor saying, no, you didn't, I want to fight you, blah, blah, blah. It's all, it's all very noisy. I, I'd love to see the Poirier and the, Mac, the Pacquiao ones, charity getting a load of benefits from it, so that can't be a bad thing. And um, let's just hope it, it goes through and we can see him turn the corner. Because um, he looks like, like you say, he's on a bit of a rampage at the minute. It's like, I want him to settle down, get back to that season that he was going to, he was talking about so sort of confidently in January. Yeah, that is the thing. You, that, you, you just want, you just want. He's still good. He's still, oh, good. he's still right up there in terms of top one, two, three in the world, definitely. How old is he? 31? 32? No more than that, surely. So he's no. prime. So, yeah, it, it's this hope it's not wasted um, with any tomfoolery, and we can get back to business because that's where he does his best. Yeah, that's it. I think I think for him and for us as well, we just want we just want to see him see him do well and and look healthy and and put on fantastic displays, which he, which he always did. Either way, really, I think for some reason I think the Pacquiao fight could happen. Uh, I'd like to see the Poirier fight, obviously for charity, but I'd be interested to see how that goes down again. I do think McGregor probably wins if he's on top form. Yeah, Diego Sanchez probably don't see that as much, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, I think Dana sort of suggested that uh, we would lose our license yeah. for that. <laughs> so, it's probably a non-starter, I would imagine. But, yeah, I, I think it's, people start to tire of the talk and want to see some action, um, yes. Dana included. So, let's hope that's what we get come the new year. When all this crap's over, let's hopefully... He can turn over a new leaf and get cracking again next year. I can't see him coming back this year. Let's put it that well, way. I mean, the, the tough thing is that uh, all, all the talk is that you can't really bring Connor back uh, without fans. Uh, that's sort of what they're saying, isn't it? Because he's such a like. If you had it on in Vegas and fans were allowed in, it would ge- it would generate so much more money for everyone compared to a normal fight where you can just do it with no fans and scrape by. I guess because McGregor would demand so much in wages as well, so that might even be a problem for him fighting anywhere, really, in the foreseeable. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. But no one's making any money when he's not fighting at all, are they? Yeah, true. Yeah, that is true. So you'd rather earn a few quid than 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 nothing. nothing, Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm not a businessman. (laughs) Not a businessman. I'm sure they know what they're doing more than me. So I think you're right, Joe. That's probably why they're probably hanging on to at least they can get some fans back in there. Yeah, yeah. I think well, that, that covers that up nicely. Um, yeah. Speaking, the of, stuff. speaking about getting fans back in, are you particularly gutted that you can't go to this weekend's upcoming UFC? Uh, well, disappointed. I'm very disappointed. Yeah. I can't be there. Yeah. Um, it's the big one. It's the big one. Uh, Flash Holly Holman, Aldana. 
We, you we know jest, what? This is actually. This is a good a, fight. It is a good fight. It is a very good fight. But it's a bit of a come down from the weekend, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, I mean, the, the only reason I, I I say it's a good fight, not the only reason, but because Aldana is good. Irene Aldana is good. She got a um, knockout victory, first round knockout victory. And it was a proper KO as well in her last fight, and that was against uh, Catelyn Vieira. And did she fight? She fought a weekend just gone. Yeah, I think she beat Eubanks. The That's other it. part of the main card. Yeah, and so. Didn't mention it. <laughs> Aldana, uh, Aldana is quite impressive. So I'm looking forward to this one because of that. Holly Holm hasn't been as uh, inspiring in recent times, unfortunately. But otherwise, it's a, it's a tricky little card, isn't it? Yeah, I, you feel sorry for Home a little bit. She's a very up and down. It just hasn't lived up to the heights of of that Rousey one that's the shot her into superstardom. She's been close so many times afterwards and just never really sort of clawed her way back. Um, but it was the Misha Tate fight was the it was the killer, wasn't it? Losing that, that last was second. Domination and then yeah, bang, fifth round gone, and she never really recovered from it. You're right, Joe. That must kill you, um, wouldn't it? Sorry, mate. That must kill you, wouldn't it? Psychologically, like obviously they're tough, aren't they? But coming back from that is that—that's just so gutting. Yeah, yeah. She seems like a lovely person as well. I like her fighting style. She just never got over the line. Um, the, the randomly fight as well. She probably should have won. Um, got yeah, robbed that in tough. that. Who's also on the card as well against Pienia. That's another good fight. To be fair, it is. Yeah. I mean, Durandamy uh, is good. She's like she she gets, she gets a bit of stick, I think, for. For what's happened previously, but Duranami is a is a very good fighter. I fought against Nunes uh, yeah. on the ground, all like just completely dominated. But whenever it was standing, Nunes looked in trouble. She looked like she was panicking and she was shooting for takedowns a lot. So I think Durandamy, if she could work on her wrestling, she is actually a danger to Nunes. Well, Durandamy, yeah, best yeah. striker in the division, easy. Durandamy's been sort of um, speaking to that effect this week as well out in the media. She believes she exposed Nunes in the boring fight uh, she called it a boring title fight and to a degree I mean she she, she won a, a, a portion of the stand up so yeah she has got a lot a lot of potential there if she can round out her game yeah I mean if she can close that gap in the grappling because it was a gaping sort of <laughs> disparity but if she can do that Nunes how much longer will she fight as well I think she's had a kid now yeah so yep. new mother you got to think that opportunity may come up again talked about it before with the light heavyweights opportunity knocks when a dominant champion uh, vacates and and it could ignite this pretty ailing division there's not a great deal of interest anymore since Ronda left Tate uh, Nunes has just cleaned the house so she did what I'm not saying she's going to but you've got to think maybe there's one foot out of the door at this point what more is there she can achieve you've got your homes Aldana's Randomies Peña's all fighting for this vacant belt, it could become an exciting division again. And I really do hope it does. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's always, it's always, there's always potential in it. You never know what's around the corner. I mean, uh, like I say, it's not much on. We got Carlos Condit coming on this week, and he's headlining the prelims. I mean, we're talking about the, the the depth of the card. Condit is headlining the prelims, which some people, I guess, see this as like um, a prestigious booking. I suppose if you if you're headlining the prelims, then you are the best in the prelims, but some people make the argument that sometimes it's better being there than maybe starting up or being second fight on the main card what do you think about yeah. go on I was going to uh, yeah just put to your point on the the prelim thing I think yeah look, you just look at the whole card 
there is a reason Carlos Condit and Court McGee, two of the more more known fighters, bar the ladies on there. I would rather be on a prelim headliner than the main card of just a fight night. Pay-per-view, different uh, story altogether. But in this point, yeah, these are the these are the headlines. People, these these are there to make you tune in for the main card. Hopefully, there's a good show put on there. Both are a bit long in the tooth. Condit's been sort of left us left us wanting, been not really delivered. Probably, we are seeing the tail end of his career, unfortunately, because I'm a massive fan of Condit. Been in some absolute wars over the years. Started when he was young. Had shit loads of kickboxing fights, shit loads of MMA fights, fought the best. Uh, I really hope he can put one more big performance on. But Court McGee on the other hand as well, fantastic story as well. So hopefully it's a good fight between them two. Yeah, absolutely. Got to agree with you there. Other than that, I don't, have you got anything else you wanted to add? I think, you know... I mean, that card is a bit, it's a bit light. A bit light for me. But what, what do you expect? We can't grumble. These you know some. Yeah, these are the ones that normally sort of catch your attention, uh, sort of the sleepers, as they call it. Just to, add to, just to add to that, we'll go for yes. the card here. You've got the records. So you've got the co-main event. You've got a fighter who's six and one against someone who's eight and one. Then you've got someone who's nine and four against ten and three. Then you've got someone who's seven and one against someone who's ten and four. And then Dequan Townsend's got some experience, but he's fighting someone who's nine and zero. Oh. So there's a lot of um, a lot of fresh faces here, a lot of inexperienced fighters. You got a couple. You got someone with a four and two against a nine and five record on the prelims, and eight and one on there. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of just a little um, a freshening up card, I guess. Get some new blood in there. Perhaps you you you'll tune in with low expectations, and you might see someone, you know, looking at Dusko Todorovic here. Don't think I've ever heard of him. I'm not sure if he's fought in the UFC before. Nine and zero opening up the main card. You never know. You might be seeing something special. Could be another Hamzat Chimeev on some of these cards. You're absolutely right, Joe. You are absolutely right. I feel bad now. <laughs> You've just absolutely <laughs> slated them. I expect a written apology to Holly Holm especially. Perhaps a public why statement. Why, why Holly Holm especially? Oh, I just I think you were... that was quite complimentary. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> you yeah, you did call her a nice person. Well, <laughs> you got to apologise. You got to apologise to someone. Maybe. I'll apologise to you, Joe. Oh. Uh, you, can, you can expect a. Uh, a DM, surely. That's it. All right, All right. Then, my man. Other than that, is there I, uh, else to cover? I don't think there's a lot going on, is there? In the world of MMA. I'm happy with that. There's there's not too much trash talking going on at the moment, apart from your obvious ones. You had Asenio and Costa and Connor going on a bit of a mad one. Apart from that, yeah, not a lot going on. Jack Shaw's got a fight announced. I did notice that. That's in uh, November, early November, I think. So that's exciting to see him. Obviously, it's uh, he's a big hope coming out of coming out of Britain out of Wales so that'd be exciting other than that I don't think there's too much going on no well that sounds like a, a good, good place to wrap it up then Joe shall we yes alright then uh, everyone thank you very much for listening I hope you enjoyed it I mean our, our, our intro isn't the most well produced at the moment we're looking for inspiration so if you do have any ideas let us know we are Mustard MMA you can find us on Twitter at Mustard MMA Instagram is the Mustard MMA is that the right way around Matthew uh, Insta is the one with the the, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, other than that, thank you very much for listening. Uh, let's hope we do get another Chimayev on the card this week. That'll give us something to look forward to and keep us chatting for a few weeks into the future. Other than that, I hope you enjoy your week and your weekend. And uh, yeah, stay safe out there, everyone. Bye. See you later.